What gives, what gives, what gives? We had a monstrous, a monstrously great jobs report. 517,000 jobs created, more than twice what anybody thought was going to get created. Everybody thought we were going to get 186, 187,000 jobs. Well, we got 517,000 jobs. Middle class America is going to work. Poor America is going back to work. Unemployment rate drops to 3.4%. Great. Which means we have more people looking for jobs. Companies are going to have to pay a bit more because, again, we have good demands for jobs. Great for the economy. People are going to make money. They're going to buy, etc., etc., etc. But, oh, 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 oh. You had to throw a wrench into the right? I want you to listen to this. And then we'll talk analyses on the other side. Because this is what demonstrates the abject failure of this economic system and the titans of finance who designed and run, run, run it. Check this out. Payrolls surged by 517,000 jobs in January, much better than the 187,000 expected. That's a lot better. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4%. Let's bring in the co-anchor of CNBC's Squawk Box, Andrew Ross Sorkin. Also with us, chief economist at LinkedIn, Karen Kimbrough. You cannot keep this economy what down is it is crazy interest rates keep going up we keep hearing about a coming recession and then we get 517,000 jobs added unemployment dropping to 3.4 percent the lowest rate since 1969 i ask again what is going on with this economy well, I think it's unabashedly good news in so many ways, uh, in part because, it, frankly, it was unexpected. We keep talking about all these headlines, whether it comes to tech companies or, or others uh, that have been laying people off. And yet there is clearly uh, an employment market on the other end. You, you said it. 1969 is the last time we've had such a, a good employment market in, in this regard. Uh, the conundrum, and I, I always hate to bring up the conundrum, is uh, Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve, oddly enough, they don't like this. They don't like this because what this means <laughs> is that crazy. We, are, we are unable potentially to control inflation. Uh, he desperately wants to get inflation back to 2%. When you look at a number like this, which is so good for so many Americans in certain ways, but of course, Inflation has this uh, deleterious effect on everybody, and it's silent, or at least it's it's such a quiet way to do it. Um, you know, the question is, what does the Federal Reserve do about all of this? And so, you know, we, we talk about it all yeah. the time. There's good news, and the numbers are, are, as I said, unabashedly good news. But then you have to say to yourself, okay, well, what is the Federal Reserve going to do about it? And the truth is that the Federal Reserve says this is terrible news, and we may have to put our foot back on the neck of the economy in ways that just two days ago, at least the markets were saying, maybe they're going to let off. Right. And, and, and so yesterday, of course, Karen, the markets go up. I mean, a lot of these tech companies, the stocks explode right now. The futures for the Dow down. It's so fascinating. Yesterday, we saw the Fed sort of take its foot off the gas a little bit, maybe suggest that we've reached peak inflation. The same happened in the UK. But, but Lagarde and the EU said not so fast. We still have inflationary pressures. She kind of kept her foot on the gas Maybe she's right, huh? I mean, this economy is still strong. 
we're definitely seeing the same thing you're seeing um, over here in our data. I have to tell you, labor markets look tight, they look strong. Jobs are still there for those that want them, and many employers are still struggling to fill roles. So this is definitely an economy with a lot of momentum. And if I were to like have one key takeaway, I would say that there is probably a lot more room and you know or gas in the tank for this economy to keep going. And 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 why is that? I mean, where where you know it, it was you know over the past year we said oh well you know we had all of the COVID relief checks and you had all of that money pouring into the economy. Most of that is washed through now. Most of that is washed out now. And that's why people were predicting that by this time we're going to be facing a recession. No. I mean, this economy is still going strong. Any clues as to what's driving it? Yeah, well, you've said it yourself. This is a very resilient labor market. And one of the things that is happening that we see is that 94% of working Americans feel really confident about their careers and their jobs. Mm -hmm. So when Americans feel confident about their ability to earn money, they're gonna feel a little more confident about their ability to spend money, and that's gonna keep the economy going. So there's a lot of confidence still out there. We see it in the professionals and workers who are coming to our platform. And I would say also there's just a lot of jobs out there still. So employers are still hiring. And as long as that yeah. continues, right. that's going to kind of create some worries for Jay Powell, of course. So, Andrew, on that note, is there a, still a labor shortage? Is it still tough pretty in, in a, on a serious level oh, to get workers? There is, and how there is does clearly a labor, sh labor <laughs> shortage. And, and by the way, to answer Joe's earlier question, this is customer driven, meaning the consumer mm -hmm. is still spending. Now, the question, uh, if you're in the, in the skeptic business, is to say, why are they still spending? And, and one of the issues we should note is when you look at the, the, the credit card debt, the debt of the, the, the American consumer, it is rising. So, yes, oh they're boy. spending, but they're not spending with their own money. And so then the question becomes later on down the line, um, do they have enough money on the other end of this? When you talk, and I think we talked about this just a week or two ago, a lot of the bank CEOs who have uh, real access to be able to see you know, what consumers have in their bank account, they say it's going to get tough come June or July, August. Now, that was before this employment report, so we'll see whether, whether that changes. But if you're trying to sort of look out as to what happened uh, in the second half of, of this year and farther out, there are still some signs or at least some red flags uh, to think about. All right, so great report. People are getting jobs, wages are going up, but the financial sector doesn't want that. Why? Because if more people are working, the way, there's going to be wage inflation, which is a good thing. Wage inflation is a great thing. It means that over, remember, since, the, since Reaganomics, we have not been getting any substantive raise at all. No substantive raises since Reaganomics began. And we're still in the semblance of Reaganomics. No substantive wage increases. We've, we've flatlined 1%, 2%. But the wealthy, their, their wage increases, their profits have been going through the roof. Our productivity, our creation, we the people making money that's transferred just to the few. Okay, so now we have a lot of people working. We have an economy that's efficient enough to produce what it needs. Real meaning there should be no real inflation except on things like eggs where there are real shortages. But oil inflation, false. Uh, wheat inflation, false. All these things shouldn't be occurring. But 
the titans of finance, of course, in order to take or suck the last blood, they raise the prices because they have what? We've discussed this on Politics Done Right several times. Pricing power. They can set the prices. And if it's something that you must have, if it's something that you need, health care, certain kinds of foods, etc., you will pay those prices. And they also know you got some stimulus on early, which you could go ahead and give right back to them in the form of inflated prices for products. And, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And since you didn't do a lot of shopping during the, 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 the pandemic to go eat outside and all of that, you had money on your credit card. So you had money on your credit card. You had wages now and you also have savings that you kind of accumulated over the pandemic we are going to take it all but if the jobs report's good and people are getting jobs and people are making money and we can't sucker you anymore with high prices here comes the feds the feds are going to Make sure prices don't go up. They're not going to tell these guys, stop it. They're not going to tell these guys, if you make excess profits, we will tax it in the form of windfall profit tax. A windfall profit tax. Now, now, they don't want to do that, right? The government should be, the feds should, well, actually, it's not the feds who can do that. Feds monetary policy. But the government could use fiscal policy to bring down inflation. They could use fiscal policies, the policies created by the government, monetary policy, the feds, and so forth, who control the money supply. Okay? They could, if they wanted to, say, we are not going to put the onus on the American people. We're going to put the onus on the corporations who created this mess in the first place. They're the ones who outsourced to China, which created an initial supply chain problem. They're the ones who created something called just-in-time inventory, which means if there's a pandemic, if there's a flood, if there's a hurricane or whatever, we can actually have large supply disruptions. And since we don't have inventory, because we want to save a whole lot of money for the rich people with just-in-time inventory... That is another way that we, we that, that, that they created the problem. And also, don't forget, just because they have price and power, they could just increase the prices. They could lie to you about there not being enough oil. They could lie to you about all these things, which they did, charge you more, and then ask you to pay them to reduce their prices. And how do you do that? They The feds increase interest rates on you. All that money that you that you bought on credit because of these price increases now, you are going to pay on that instead of on products. You're going to pay on that interest rate that you have now. And who gets that money? Oh, my God. The bankers, the banksters. Get it, folks. We have to take this country back. And it's not about taking the country back from each other, conservative versus liberal or progressive versus uh, right wing. That's not the... That's what they want you fighting about. They want us fighting against each other so that we don't see the culprit. We don't understand the culprit, which it's them. The plutocracy, the very few, the ones that are pulling the strings. Let's grow up, understand what this job reports was really about and why we have some negative notions of this great jobs report.
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.